0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the FitSess podcast. It is episode twenty-seven. We've got myself, Gan, Deck, Nikki, and Geez, <laughs> Geez, and, and and G. Um, so we're going to go through our our own training journeys. Is, is that right, Deck?
1: Yeah. So I thought it'd be nice to get everyone together and just go through how they've all ended up at FitSess, and basically like everyone's got a different story to tell. Um, and this is because we've had a lot of feedback over the last three podcasts that we've done people are really enjoying one more people being on the podcast and like having two or three people on um as well as myself and you you again. uh just because they said the dialogue's a little bit better and there's like lots of more banter so i think that's really good um and they really enjoyed like pish's journey chris's journey um i think it's you know it's a little bit different Nate's journey last week was yeah. a big hit for everyone and people like to hear people's stories you know and I think the podcast is great that we can get clients on and people who either work here or have come to the gym from other gyms and they can talk about their story and where they've come from and how like their mindset's changed, how the training goals have changed, what they've learned because I think like one of the biggest things we get out of the gym is like oh I didn't know you could train like that or I didn't know this was, works like that and like, even people who have never listened to the podcast before like Luke my barber, he literally just messaged me over the last couple of days saying he's binged watched or just listened to some of the podcasts and like I didn't know you could change your um like your daily calorie intake by training more and like that's something so simple for us mm-hmm. but obviously like that's important that like the general public can learn stuff like that yeah. so usually stuff that Fitzy thinks I think is simple you know you guys will be able to portray what is important and what you guys thought was is simple now might not have been simple you know two or three years ago so Nick obviously where did you start fitness journey wise
2: Alright, so I didn't originally start at FitSess. I've been training for a few years now, so I think I really only started properly training when I was about 21, 22, yeah. so that's when I really started the gym, so I first went to Total Fitness, had a PT there, um, was there for about two years I think, and I came to FitSess about two years ago, so between Total Fitness and FitSess, there's been about a three year break,
1: Three-year break break from training in general, I or so,
2: yeah. So I, I was changing jobs, and again with that, I had a new routine, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't training at the times so I wanted to. I wasn't really particularly enjoying what I was doing at Total Fitness. It became a bit too samey. Yeah. Um. So I think I just gradually left, or I just lost motivation, and then I just cut my membership, and I didn't really want to go back either, and into training. Um, so in between that three year period because I was I had a desk job, sat down a lot, um, I was just, yeah, just gaining more weight. So when I was recommended you, that personally, as a PT, I was like, yeah, great, I just need to get into shape. I kind of walked in thinking I knew what I was going to do because I've done it before, but it was completely different to what I had done. So at uh, total Fitness, it was, okay, here's one movement one day another movement and another day and it was literally about the same program every single day for months but once i was in it I, was, I didn't realize but when i then sat down with you and i said right okay i want to lose a bit of weight you said right okay this is what i'm going to do if you don't enjoy it just tell me we'll try something else and i think that's what the big difference was with my old pt and you is like you're willing to give people a chance to try new things i think with that i've been able to find a, a new passion and a new love for New exercises.
1: Yeah, so just touch on that. Like when Nick did come, obviously, she said over the like three year period where she hadn't trained a lot, um, she came and she one of the things she kept on saying was she fell out of love with training she'd stopped being motivated so I knew instantly then that I had to keep her motivated make sure she enjoys the training but I think that's the same for everyone who comes to the gym like I know with again and G, like it's got to be enjoyable for my training as well like I've learned over the last few years like I've tried lots of different things like um I've tried running like I did a few marathons uh, I've tried triathlons I've tried weightlifting powerlifting and um, all sorts of styles of training and I think The thing I have to come back to is I always change my program when I want to enjoy my training. I I think once I get, say, bored of training, you know, I want to change and pivot unless there's a clear goal. So if there's something like I had a competition coming up, then obviously you can't pivot and change because you've got a clear goal. Mm -hmm. So like G obviously asked me the other day, um, she wanted to like change uh, to more weightlifting stuff. Obviously, she she can't. We can't just change to weightlifting stuff because you've got competitions coming up and stuff like that for powerlifting. So it is very, very different. Um, depending on goals. So
0: just on that, why did you want to change? I mean, no, I didn't,
3: even, I didn't even want to change. Not change, She just it's wanted like, to incorporate more yeah, in her training. In deload we usually do weightlifting, do we, for just like the week, yeah. just for like a bit of a different stuff, just to test my limits and stuff. So I knew like a deload was coming up, so I was like, oh, in deload week, can I do weightlifting? So I was like, no, you have to wait till like July, September, and then he said I could do it for like a two months, but if I wanted to do that, then I'd have to stop powerlifting for two months. I was like, no.
1: So basically like, G could have done it in her off season, and As she gets more serious with powerlifting and she kind of has a structure, um, she couldn't get as less and less free time or freedom to try and change a training where this deload, we had a specific goal that we needed to go through. We went through sumo deadlifts and went through low bar squats, which we got a lot of reward out of this week. I think sometimes you can go through a deload week and, not get anything out of it where I'm really big on using that week to maybe hone in the technical cues or just look at the coaching and review your program see how it's gone Um, I think she had obviously we did 16 weeks of peaking for the competition in December and then obviously we've come out of it now she's done 4 weeks and then we've got squat competition then we've got a bench competition then deadlift so we're going to do lots of little mini peaks and then she obviously got a competition in july but then after that she's got a two-month break where she's either free to kind of take a little bit of time off training really kind of unwind and i think that's really important for people as well i think that's what nikki could have done with over those two years after training she trained really hard got an amazing shape she had amazing transformation she could have done with like maybe a month or two off that program or routine because it was clearly getting Get into her. She wasn't motivated anymore. She wasn't enjoying her training. She wasn't enjoying her journey at fit, of fitness. So um, it was
0: mentally, it was just like the same old thing.
2: I think it was. I think because I was changing jobs and I had like different focus. It's when yeah. you actually went back into the gym and you thought, right, okay, I'm going to train today, and you're like, oh, i like, I'm doing this again, yeah. and then. It was hard because um, my nutrition was really rubbish. I wasn't really eating very much. So when I was going in training I was knackered. i had
0: no um, energy to actually.
2: Yeah, right? exactly. So um, I just I wasn't the weight wasn't getting up, you know, on my actual like lifts or anything. So I was going in, and I'm not being funny. It was probably about the same weight for about a month. And when you when you think about it, you just think, what am I doing wrong? I'm coming in. I'm training all the time. I actually am getting some I don't understand why the, the
1: yeah, weights yeah. isn't
2: getting up and it I think I was one of those situations where I didn't feel like I could go up to anybody and go what am I doing wrong or like why isn't this working so I felt like I was definitely on my own trying to like just figure this out and because I gave it a couple weeks, I thought, no, there's no point, because I'll probably just lift the same anyway. So there's no point going back in, if that makes sense.
1: But obviously your goal wasn't necessarily to lift weights at the time. It was more body transformation. But obviously you two have come from more of a transformation perspective. And what's really interesting, I think, is we've noticed with Georgia over the last few months, her body's changed a lot anyway. And we haven't focused on it at all. Mm-hmm. If anything, we've up the calories and trying to eat more, aren't we? Yeah. But you're developing abs over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah.
3: We've
1: been talking Screw about this. Halfway. You. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get <the> abs out. <laughs> no. Um, no, she's getting like more definition and stuff, and it's something that we've not really focused on. But yeah. because she's been training for strength, her weight is actually coming down just naturally of what yeah. she's eating, and she's eating, I would say, a high amount of calories mm-hmm. uh, for someone of her age. Yeah. But we don't want to kind of breed any bad habits or obsessions with Mm -hmm. diet at the moment why she's so young Uh, we just want to focus on training with her and getting her into some better habits for that and we're seeing her kind of like I've always spoke to Georgia about this in the past about the bigger picture and where we want to go and at the moment we don't have to worry about weight classes for her let's just see what her natural weight is let's get her used to competition let's get her used to kind of training staying in a routine get more routine with her nutrition and try and focus on um she's she's done calories before yeah. she's tracked before so i know she can do it but at the moment we're not and the body weight is going down the body fat is going down the muscle mass is going up you know we'll win win so it's, mm-hmm. it's different to you two who have come from like really restrictive calories really restrictive diets um and you guys got really really sick of that really quickly but also i think you two have learned a lot of discipline from that and you guys know how to turn it on and off now which i think is great so i know when nikki's on it because she brings her eggs in in the morning <laughs> and I know when Gans on it because he's walking and doing his steps, so it's really good. And them habits, you know what you need to do because you've educated yourselves a lot. And I think for George, it's still going through that process oh now. Yeah. So like, would you say what would you say the highest point of your fitness life is so far? Like, what would you say the best time you've been the most fit, you've enjoyed it the most?
0: It's different for me because I've had like, I've, even though this so it's gonna be my sixth year that I've actually been like hitting the gym,
1: which is amazing.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's like. I think when I got shredded, that was the most, like, that was a peak. Yeah. But it. it For a certain goal. Yeah. Mm. And then obviously hitting the 200 deadlift, that yeah. was a peak. But also being, because I remember when I was still, when I was getting down to being shredded, I was still doing jujitsu at that point. Yeah. And I noticed the difference in like some of the lads that I've grappled with, it was like hard work previously, but because I was getting a little bit fitter, getting a bit stronger it wasn't a hassle as much yeah. so I've had like three different peaks in that
1: yeah so obviously that's that's different for you at the moment what are your goals then
0: are we having this now like because we, we said before we're not in like... it, like. <laughs> um, now it's probably going to change a little bit because I think last year I probably just put on a bit too much weight like really early on because I had like loads of time off I was still hitting like home workouts and everything mm. had loads of time off I had a weird injury in, like the middle of like the year so I think for me now I just need to get some fitness back, yeah. more some cardio and stamina. Because I noticed probably towards the end of that nine week programme last year, mm. I was getting knackered because I was getting too heavy too quick. Yeah. But it's like you said, it's all a learning process. I know I know 100%. what to do now. It's just But yeah. obviously I
1: think we have that conversation consistently going, How did you find that programme? How did you find yeah. this way? And it's about learning what works for your body. And obviously you thought those calories kind of went on too quick and the calories went up too quick, which made the body fat go up a little bit too quick. But also I think like your life's changing a lot and I think lifestyle factors play into this a lot. So obviously you've changed job. Nikki indicated that that was a big change for her. I think there's there's a correlation there when you're changing jobs. And also like relationship statuses for you both. Like when you've got a girlfriend, obviously you're a little bit more comfy you go out for more meals, you kind of eat more food. You do. It's true. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's not wrong.
1: We, we laugh about it, but it happens to every single person. Yeah. And I think like when you are comfortable in a relationship, you kind of lose a little bit of focus sometimes because, you know, you have to dedicate a portion of your life to that relationship. You have to yeah. dedicate some it, of your time to that. And that time usually comes from your leisure, which might be in the gym or, you know, meal prepping. Because I know you used to be big on meal prepping. Yeah, Nick used to be big but, on meal prepping.
0: I think... What, what you said earlier about perspective and like seeing the bigger picture is a big thing. Yeah. Because like, so I'm 25 now, I'm going to be 26 in August. Mm. Like my thing is, am I, what am I actually using my fitness for? Yeah. Because like you always have it do you want to be doing this in ten years' time, fifteen years' time? Yeah,
1: that's my big thing for yeah. everyone. Like it's something I didn't have a, like a grasp on when I was younger. I would just go until I broke myself consistently. I thought, oh, I won't be training in five years anyway because I'll yeah. be doing something else. I'll be doing my life and my job. But I love it that much that I want to be training when I'm forty. I want to be training when I'm fifty. And I think having that picture is changed. And we have it with Georgia all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I say to her, like, you don't need to jump too big. You know, we don't need to be jumping for massive numbers. You know, even if you just put one kilogram on a month for the next ten years. That's fantastic, you know, number-wise. You know, if someone said to you, you're putting 12kg on your bench this year, if you end the year with a 62 bench, you'd be well happy, wouldn't you? You know, so I think like little perspectives like that. So some people think their goals are so unattainable, but they haven't worked it backwards. So something I like to do with all my athletes is say, right, where's the end point in say a year's time and let's work back monthly. So in six months, where do you want to be? Three months, where do you want to be? In one month, where do you want to be? In one week, where do you want to be? You know, and those small goals add up to the big goal.
0: Do you you not think as well, because I had this, I think when you first became my coach, where I was doing the programme and everything, but because the way you program is very different to like 100%. any other person that I've dealt with in the past. So we were doing it and I was like, oh yeah, I'm putting a bit more strength on everything. And it was only until I hit that 200 that we even realized what had happened. Like yeah. well, for me anyway. I think like
1: it's a lot of trial and error for clients. And yeah. I, my programming, I, I'm a, I'm lazy in some regards in terms of I like to program a lot yeah. because then it makes my job easier because I can kind of go away, sit down and make sure you're doing your program and use following following it. Um, but I think like with that, you just didn't understand how much strength you were putting on, and I didn't want to tell you because I wanted to educate you on it.
0: Yeah, it and, it, it was a weird thing because everyone like we we've said on podcasts before like you have that when you're younger you have that gym bro mentality. Go yeah. in, just beef yourself, yeah. go till failure. And,
1: and with then, you, we always tried to stay within ourselves, make yeah. sure that we were recovering properly, which a lot of people don't do. They don't recover properly because they might not eat. Properly, they might not sleep properly. Yeah. Where with you, I kind of we kind of honed in because you had a lot of good habits that you developed from previous disciplines yeah. that you would learned from, say, like cutting weight. You had a lot of great habits from that with the meal prep, with your nutrition, with your hydration, which is something people don't do, and with your sleep. We did have a few issues with the sleep, where it was like, "Gang, <laughs> you need it's, sleep it's, more. It you it need to sleep better. You like, need to sleep better." But we knew that, and you didn't think your numbers were going up that much because the, the program was so subtle. And then, yeah. obviously, it worked perfectly. That's probably one of the best programs we've ran with you. Yeah. And we've gone back to that before, and it's always had good success. But we've had other programs where, if we're being really honest, haven't worked well for you. No. But we can have that conversation. And as you develop that relationship with your coach, you can learn where to go. And, like obviously, Nick spoke about it where she wasn't enjoying it, but she didn't feel like she could have that conversation, where I feel like me and you have had that conversation oh, numerous yeah, yeah. times, gone, I'm not enjoying this. You know, and sometimes I'll, a lot of the time, what I'll do is I'll do a meso cycle, which is just like a one month cycle usually for someone for four weeks to see how they find that program. If they enjoy it, we might then plan for three, six months. Usually, for most clients, I'll program for 12 months and beyond. With Nick, we've programmed a big, big strength block of like nine weeks ready for a competition that we want her to do in April. So, like having that foresight and that focus we know what the bigger goal is and we can keep bringing it back to the bigger goal. So if she's training, I'd be like, Nick, you need to be doing this. you got to come. You need to be doing this. Yeah. Just remembering your why is really important. I,
0: th- I think as well, like where you're going because like you-, you said it, like you two in particular, you want to compete.
1: Yeah. yeah. So if you them two, they've got a clearer goal. goal yeah. in terms of they've got a date. And I think that makes a goal a lot easier to come to because you've got a clear date where when you have a holiday, Gan, you know you're much more focused when you have something. And I think the good thing with Gan is you maintain a routine and a fitness level, a certain fitness level. But then when we want to pivot to say, you want to get, like, you want to partake in a powerlifting comp, you're good at it because we can get you back on that track. If you're going on a holiday and you need to cut weight, you can get on that track. Where, like, with Nick, I think the goal is always, um, the weightlifting but yeah, at the, yeah. but sometimes she'll go oh, I'm not happy with my body image I need to change it <laughs> and I think sometimes we you know it's hard for me because I don't I want to say to her well the main goal is weightlifting. You know, body image doesn't really matter too much, it, but that's, that's it because it doesn't matter to me, but it matters to her. So I need to listen to that and make sure that I pivot right. Yeah.
2: Well, that's just from years and years. So especially uh, for when, I don't know, she gets this as well. It is, you always just go back to, every girl has off
1: days. 100%. Like, it definitely. I don't think it's just girls either. No,
2: and I think I think it's one of those, when you're having an off day, you just think what's the point. Yeah. So I remember like, definitely from my previous like fi- fitness journey it was like right, okay i'm not gonna eat anything yeah. i'm gonna work out yeah. more i'm still getting just
0: crazy so is it, was that like a body image thing
2: massively right. so i was working in the salon at the time so i was surrounded by other girls oh, gosh. it's that comparison yeah. um environment there was something wrong i didn't think there was anything wrong at the time i was literally just having like water
1: for lunch Wow. And, um,
2: you know, but, about this
1: and but long term that damaged Nick Indeed. and when we came in the amount of conversations we had about Nick you need to eat more food mm-hmm. and she couldn't understand how we needed to bring that that baseline of calories up we needed to bring you know her maintenance calories up and basically her maintenance calories were if we ate those calories every single day she'd stay at the same body composition she'd stay at the same everything had been running the same obviously if you want to be in a if you want to lose weight you need to be in a calorie deficit if you want to gain weight you need to be in a calorie surplus yeah. but for Nick it was so hard to drill that in because she'd had such a bad experience with food she had a really really like she might eat one bad meal in a day and then not eat properly for a couple of days or a week and I see that now even now we she struggles with it And I think Georgia has the same thing where you compare yourself to people on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but I can see the bigger picture. I see a lot of powerlifters that I trained with now, and they have really, really great physiques because they built that foundation of strength Mm -hmm. from a younger age where with Nick, we kind of can't build that strength sometimes because she ended up with technical deficiencies because she was doing a lot of booty band workouts and she ended up with like hip problems. Sorry, I, no, I, 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 I so had laugh there. It frustrates no, me so much because... I
2: spent years going on a big one. Because Nick
1: is really, really dedicated a to her training <laughs> and like she works really hard. <laughs> She's one of the best clients for that like in terms of listening and she'll be like, I'm working on this specific technique yeah. and she'll work on one cue, which is fantastic for a coach. But sometimes the cues might not work because of a previous... Oh, uh, like it so it was just,
2: the good thing about it was it was just something as simple as having one protein shake a day. Yeah, yeah like, that's a changes. habit. So it was literally going, it's a few extra calories, a bit more yeah. protein, but it is like more of a habit of introducing more foods. Is,
0: is that similar for you? Because like you, you're obviously like there's a bit of an age difference between you yeah. two,
1: over so, ten years.
3: Yeah, twelve
1: years. I said over
3: ten.
1: Ouch! Is it twelve years? eleven. I'm
2: all You're not old. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um, <laughs> so, like, for you, is it the same? Because, I. I, I feel it's worth for your generation because you're you're a bit younger than I think as well. Instagram yeah.
1: plays a big part doesn't yeah, it for the, the younger. they more
3: stress. If I stress about it, if I have calories and I have to stick to them, I stress out and it goes wrong. Mm. If I'm more relaxed with it I'm more like I have more control over it, it's like with my lifting. Yeah. But if when I got stressed with that comp, it just all went wrong. But I when th- I did like my one I think that's important. Silence, I was fine. It just flowed like a yeah. session. That's funny you said easily. that. easily. Like it, when I get stressed out, I like a crash.
1: Yeah, so I think that's like dealing with it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. with Georgia, we need to work out how to manage that anxiety. So when she came in for a comp in December, she said, oh, Deck, I've been up since two. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, well, that's not managed very well. <laughs> we, we, every day was we drill in the importance of sleep to her. Yeah. And obviously she thought that was a good thing that she'd been up since two <laughs> at the time. She's like, yes, I'm so, so I'm ready, well ready for that, it. I've been up since right. two. I'm well prepared. I was like, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to breed any like negative energy. But... I think for G, like it's all a learning curve. I think 100%. when she started, when she, when she first started, it's her, only
3: been a year, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's not even been a year yet. No, no. So like she's been she's been here about seven months with me working, mm. and she worked really really hard. But she's developed so many habits that she probably doesn't even realise. <laughs> like she used to sleep till like 11, 12 o'clock. Didn't yeah, 100%. She used to go to bed at like three or four in the morning. Those habits are gone. She's so much better now. She mm. eats more. She's eat, just the fact that she's conscious of what she eats. is a big yeah. win for me. Yeah. I'm not asking her to stick to calories and macros every day. I'm just asking her to be conscious and mm-hmm. think about it. So she's not eating a bag of cinnamon rolls and calling that her day's calories, which is oh, yeah. in the past we have done, haven't we, G? And like, she's not having a box to Crave and going, that's just my food for the day.
0: But I think the important thing is... You might be that in the future, but it's not gonna be a massive deal. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like, like you have those
3: it, days, where, like last week when I had my like mental breakdown in yeah. the gym and I was training. It was just one of those days where I went back to old habits. Like mm. I usually I can take the banter, I can take all the jokes, I can take the eating, I can like handle it fine. But that day, everyone was just being so like on top of it, and it was just one of those days. Where it was such yeah. a long day. I'd been mm. up since like six. I was just shattered, and everyone was coming at me, so I just broke
1: yeah I think I think everyone has those days don't they I think dealing yeah. with it and I think for Georgia we need to work on the process of dealing with it so mm-hmm. I said as a coach I got her prep wrong so it was really interesting that she came to me and said no no, I got it wrong as well and she needed yeah. to work on it but we're trying to add more of that competition environment in the gym so today we had the competition didn't we and how well did you do
3: yeah that was good absolutely out it was more fine like the focus on it yeah it's like when you focus on something it's
0: fine
1: I think G liked that. Those are like a social aspect to the competition day, yeah, but then like, yeah. she couldn't split the social aspect from the so, competition, yeah. Yeah. and a lot of people struggle with that. We so we've
0: spoken about it a lot, but mm. I when you missed one of your. I think it was the third lift you'd done. That's you, the third squat that
3: I failed. Yeah, I think you,
1: you saw you the energy it. drown out. Yeah. Right, yeah.
0: so okay. you missed it, right? and then you went to the back, and me and Martin were talking about it. You were, like, crying, weren't you? Yeah. But, I wasn't even
3: crying, I was just angry at myself, because I knew I'd, like, done it all wrong. Like, mm. I'd done the whole day wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: So, right, don't take it in a bad way, but, so me and Martin are having this conversation, mm. and it, it's a good conversation, and we're we're laughing to ourselves, because we're, we're both, like, we're both seeing the bigger picture, because we're both, like, She's so young, she's doing this. Like, yeah, this in a year's just... time it won't matter. <laughs> yeah. In five years'
1: time, you'll you'll look back but, as this an important lesson. Yeah, but we
0: like me and Deck have had this conversation about some people will either will smash it in training, but not smash it on the day.
1: Let's mm, find that balance. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or or you could be both. Whereas like you, you're going to be both, and we all know it. Yeah. Only
1: because I think she's gonna be both because she's gonna have so much exposure to it. Yeah. I think because we're doing in-house comps and cause we spend so much time necessarily putting pressure on her at the right points but when i read when over christmas when i went through every client and one of the things i put next to georgia was like and i spoke to her about it as well is in training them top sets we need to have that mental focus didn't we we spoke about it applying that pressure to herself Mm -hmm. and making sure that she holds the standards that she needs in comp to her top lifts so sometimes in training we spoke about her being too social with -hmm. with the other people in the gym and then obviously going through her training, she was fine because the numbers were a little bit easier. So it's about honing in and being focused. And it's the same with Nick. We It's about making sure she has that focus. Some weeks, obviously it's hard for Nick because her workplace is where she trains. So sometimes it's switching off. And, I tra- and we both talk to each other about trying to not talk to each other about work during training yeah. or trying not to text each other about work during training. It's about having that switch. And for me, the switch is I always get changed and put my lifters on. And I think for some people, you just got to work out what that switch is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important. But obviously, gee, like 16, you're comparing yourself to everyone at school. You're comparing yourself to mm-hmm. everyone at college. And I, I like, we've all been to college, even Gan. And, <laughs> and it is a scary place in terms of you're going through a lot and you yeah. compare yourself to everyone and you're becoming an adult. Which is scary. And obviously, you're mature for a 16-year-old. But how is that different? Like, does anyone at college understand what you do? No. No. And does anyone at college understand, like, nutrition? No. Does anyone at college understand what body image is? No. No. And I know you, like, when... When you go to college, it is really difficult for you because you can't is. you can't sit there with a protein shake because you yeah. look like a right weirdo. Yeah. But you're very lucky on the flip side of that to have a family that understands it. Yeah. Because I know, like, when I grew up, my family didn't understand. So they had no idea.
3: I spend a whole lot of time with adults. Yeah. Like to be, I I am very mature for my age. Where the fact that if I'm speaking to other sixteen year olds, I'm like, oh well. I
1: think that's a don't huge. A
3: clue what you're on about.
1: It's a huge credit to your mum yeah. as well because she always treats you like an adult. And oh, I remember it's... one of the first things she said is like. Georgia is an adult. Like,
3: even the Venetians. I've got three adults living in my house, and you still can't control what you're doing with all your stuff. (laughs) I'm still
0: going to call you a kid, but that's just
3: Uh, about it. But you just do it to annoy me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah
1: no but it, it takes a lot of bottle as a 16 year old to come in a gym full of adults and train the way you train every day mm. it is it's is tough yeah. and i know like i know i struggled when i was 16 to go in a gym because there's loads of adults and mm. you think everyone's stronger i think this week though you it shows that you use the same weights as all the big guns haven't you yeah every single thing we've done carries, grip test everything
0: yeah. I, I would love for g right to get Annoyed by like one of those like gym lads at college, oh, and they she, she just smashing on him, like mm. just like just doing it. a deadlift. Just, like, I think like, funny, I I I used to
1: get frustrated, but now I think oh well, we just need to help educate him. Mm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like I know for me like. The biggest thing I used to always go home and then like your parents are like oh, I've seen this on the news carbs are bad for you. Are yeah. oh, you like that's yeah. like oh it sodium's bad it. for you, salt's bad for you. Yeah. Don't be putting that on your dinner. It's really bad for you. Oh, mm-hmm. I see you eating a lot of calories. Yeah, I train really hard, and I need all these calories. Mm-hmm. Like, gee, you're very lucky that your family understand. Man, yeah, well, like, really I sure. I think like Nick has spoke to me about it before, and like her parents are like, "Why are you eating all that food?" Or well, even
2: this morning, my mum was like, "Why are you having
1: protein?" Yeah, yeah like exactly. This. You've not been to the gym. No,
2: she is. She was. She, like, they don't
1: understand like macros. I bet you're just
0: there, like,
1: please. <laughs> Cam, you're quite good in terms of your mum kind of understands she, it she was like, Where I to find a degree. Them. <laughs>
0: The thing is, she she understands it, she just doesn't care for it. Like yeah. so yeah. My, my mum's at an age where she doesn't care about like mum's like she'll she's overweight, like yeah. no <laughs> way of saying it. She knows she is, she doesn't want to do anything about it, it's cool. Mm. But she she understands it and will support me. And like so I'm I'm helping her boyfriend Michael at the mm. minute, because um, his daughter's getting married in September, so he wants to lose a bit of weight yeah, for that. So nice. I'm like meal prepping some of his meals and making sure like he's sticking so from Monday we're going to actually check his calories now.
1: That's cool because obviously Gan's quite well educated on this sort of thing because obviously he's, he's you know he's well disciplined and also he reads up a lot of and does a lot of studying. I think just something that just dawned on me then was. If we think about the generation above us, and obviously it'd be like a couple of generations above geese, like <laughs> how unhealthy and how unknowledgeable are they on this sort of topic of fitness, health, yeah. nutrition, training? I think like your dad thinks running is like the only thing done in Nick. Yeah. And like your mum and dad don't understand. My mum and dad don't understand.
0: Mm. Ma- uh, right, okay. So I'll, I'll give you a small story, right? Right. My, my auntie, and she won't listen to this, but I love her, mm. but Jesus Christ, she does my head in when she does this. Mm. She'll message me, right? And she'll be like, oh God, I've seen this. Like, what can I do? And then she'll send me like pictures of like less than 300 calorie meals. And oh, I'm like, God. that is not going to help you. You are going to fall off because you're not actually eating what you want. I know. You eat what you want. Does
1: so you then my small? next question is, what are you doing to educate them people around you? Because I know for me, I don't do enough. Yeah. I would love to help them more, but it's about how you put it across. So I think as a coach, that's one of the biggest things I've developed over the last five years was how to put it across. I get really frustrated that people don't understand my way, mm-hmm. but but then it's, then, then it's your fault because you're the educator. You're the one who's teaching them. Mm-hmm. So in your house, you are the educators. So you need to work out how to put that across better.
0: Do, do you not think, though, because like, I had this with my cousin, Jacob, like, mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago when I realised like tracking your calories and everything, Mm. I had the, it dawned on me, but he didn't want to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. He did it on, on his own yeah. and then realised he'll never give me the credit for it, but I did tell him about it to you. Does ago. that matter if you get Oh the no, credit. it doesn't, it, it, no, it doesn't matter I mean, laugh,
1: All but. you wanna do is help people along the way. So I think like for me, it's just giving them like little tips and then once yeah. they build that level of trust with them, they might listen to you more. I think yeah, when you probably. come in if it's not a family yeah. member, if they come to you and pay you, they're gonna to listen to you. One, because they're paying you and two, because you're the professional. It's like It's like if you had a doctor in the house, I don't think you'd listen to him necessarily if it was family, but if you went to a GP, you'd listen to him. So I think it's about how you educate him. So I think like for Nick, it's maybe like speaking to a dad about resistance training. I know Tom gets really frustrated with his dad as well. (laughs) Like he was telling us yesterday, wasn't he? Like how frustrated he gets with them and his brother. And I mean, it is important to educate the people around us. On their fitness journeys but i think our generation kind of gets a lot more education because of social media because of youtube because there's so much information out there there's so many platforms 90 percent of it is absolute garbage mm-hmm. so it's about feeding your way through it and make sure that you you know you take on the good bits i think nick obviously like your journey's changed over the last like five six years so what are your goals going forward
2: um, so really now it's I'm really happy to say it's not about body image anymore mm. really really happy to say that because for years it was it was literally I wanted tiny waist and the big bum mm. and that was all I wanted and I remember going I remember saying to myself that ages going, I just want to be nice tone 9 that was all I wanted to do mm. I didn't care how I got it I just wanted to be nice tone 9 because it was yeah. single figures
0: I'm curious what, okay so that's single figures but what in your head like what was your mental thing um, like why it had to be single figures like I 'Cause I I don't know
1: a lot, a lot of the time we we put sorry to interrupt Nate, but like we put a something like if we have a weight, we think our life will be a certain way. Yeah. So at nine stone uh, nine, a lot of the time we think that'll make this better. It'll make me more attractive to the opposite sex. It'll make my work life better. It'll make everything better. We attach that to a goal and something that I learned um, from a psychologist and it's the meaning behind the mountain is always having them consistent peaks of goals, having a different goal. Because one of the biggest things that happens and you'll find this in your training camp when you got shredded, like once you get to that peak or get to that goal, where do you go from there? And that's why the bigger picture is so important to look for. So for Georgia, like we had the competition in December and that was a peak, but we knew that there was more behind that there was we knew there was a bigger picture so having them small goals so i know opening the gym was a goal but then where's the next goal where am i going and it's about loving that process isn't it it's
2: it's chasing someone that doesn't exist so i actually hit 909 i got on scale i was like yeah it got off and it was literally now what
1: yeah exactly and a lot of the time it's a fighter's talk about it all the time when they've had that fight the come down is massive mm-hmm. footballers talk about it when they finish their career there's nothing they feel an emptiness and I, a lot of the time it's goal setting and making sure that if you've got a coach they have that long term vision for you mm-hmm. if they don't have a long term vision for you and they're just mm-hmm. taking 10 minutes to write up a program for the next 4 weeks and just whapping it out or they're thinking of the program on the day they haven't got your best interests at heart you want to speak to your coach about say or just even for yourself just setting some clear goals of where you want to be in 5 years time Doesn't mean that goal can't change. It doesn't mean in a year's time you want to pivot somewhere different. I've done that a load of times with the gym where I wanted it to be a certain thing, but I've gone, you know what? I love helping these sort of people. Let's change that. I love doing this for people. Let's change that. You know, when we brought Tom on, we weren't expecting to do as much weightlifting as we did, but because Tom's so passionate and so good about it, and I was really enjoying people learn, like watching people learn how to do it. Like, Nikki was one of the first people on the Barbell Academy. Like, she it's took like, to it, it so we well. It. Yeah, 100% yeah. like. I remember like PT and Nick and we were, you know my style is very much FBD bench bench deadlift yeah, yeah, yeah. squat as well and like she was loving it and she was enjoying it and we were constantly pivoting we had some uh, goals for weight training she got really strong we had some goals for physique which we could couple together and she did really well but her passion really came out when she started doing the weightlifting so now like a lot of the weightlifting stuff she either does with tom are on her own and we do a little bit with myself but mostly i do the strength and then she kind of deals with the weightlifting which is great her goal how different is that though competing in weightlifting yeah. to transformation and being nine stone nine it's absolutely mm. opposite. It's massive. I never massive. thought
2: I could do what I did now. And I think that's where the passion is. I think it is that I never mm. thought I could do this. Like you with the 200kg hundred pound, two hundred deadlift, like you probably at one point never thought you could do oh, that. No. So when you do it, you just think, oh my God, yeah, great. And then you think, right, okay, what's the next goal? What else can I do? And I think that's what I'm there at the minute. I've done my, my first weightlifting competition. As soon as I finished that, I was like, when is the next one? Next one I want to hit. This How anxious wall.
1: were you? Yeah. I how I stressed were so you on the day?
2: The day. In the morning, I, was
1: screaming at I never day. seen Nick Gladys, like this. <laughs> like, she's so stressed. Like, I think obviously I'm a very, very chilled out character. Um, yeah. You were so, <laughs> so, so
2: annoying.
1: I was nice though. <laughs> you were very
2: nice. Um, and I just
1: think she really, really, really struggled with like how to deal with it. I think
2: that it was one of those attachment things that was kind of like right, okay, but you know the build up I've been waiting Yeah. yeah. Like, my first one, I didn't really under- like know what was going on. Obviously, because of um, we were doing it in the gym and it was all like, oh, yeah. it was just manic, wasn't it? So um, I think that's what it was. I think it was me overthinking it. But once I actually got on the platform and started doing it, that's when it started. To yeah,
1: because it was normal for you. That yeah. was what you enjoyed, and I think Nick really enjoyed it. And I think you saw the best of her because she came out. She did really well. We had a few chats with her and like just go and graft it out. A few times I had to tell her, like, you know, look in the mirror, what do you really want? And she really, really tried her best. And she went out there and got some really, really top results, like PBs. And all her. all I, I saw, like, a new lease of life for her next level of training. So I think if that competition hadn't happened, I actually think Nick would have trained a lot less over the last few months. So was it that,
0: that, so the, the comp happens, because it, it, competitions either do two things to you I feel they either kind of dishearten you mm. or they're like no I'm going to do this again and it's going to be better I, I think
1: your coach comes into that because I know Max got disheartened with training after she you know, she'd struggled with the comp. But it's a learning curve for everyone. I think having that comp where you really struggle is important, especially if you can have it early on. It's oh, like at yeah. football, if you have a bad game, it's important <laughs> to have that bad game. How do you come back from that bad game? You know, we The comeback's
0: always better, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
1: Mad's learnt so much. Like, what's better when Rocky just keeps winning or when he loses and then comes back and wins? Yeah, like yeah. it's obviously better when he comes back. Like everyone loves that. Like what's better at football when your team comes back in the 90th minute to win something? It's so much better, isn't it? Um and I think like, for Nick, she came back strong in that competition. She did so well. Like, she was struggling at first, and then she got a head in gear. She did so well. G finished with a strong deadlift, and it meant so much more to her that she finished. Imagine how disheartened you would have been if you didn't get that. And it was the same for Mads. i on this, though. Mads ended up coming and doing really, really well, but her hunger in training now is built around I'm going to do better mm-hmm. and it reinvigorated that yeah. fire in her belly and she understands what she has to do now and she's like I can see that she's got like a national under 10s competition coming up for uh, British weightlifting and she honing in she's like she got processed. I thought that was amazing today. Like I haven't even oh, spoke great. to she her about this. She's about belief and everything. Yeah, like, no, like
3: really?
1: Yeah. Because yeah, uh, we have a saying with Mads about I belief. To
0: shit together <laughs> she's
1: talking about this. No, no. We, we have a clear saying with no, Mads so about bad. belief. Uh, but today, and this is credit to Tom, Tom taught her a process about standing at the back of the platform, Mm -hmm. visualizing the lift and having one coaching cue. Mm -hmm. And she's so good at like listening and honing that. And I think for Mm -hmm. a nine year old that inspired me so much. I thought wow I'm amazed. Mm -hmm. And she picks up so well on coaching cues. So Tom taught her this thing with the glass about make sure she doesn't touch the glass. And even when she's in my session she's like I don't want to touch the glass, don't touch glass. But what Tom did is he's found a cue that worked for her and she's took that cue on really really well. So her fitness journey is just progressing because she's she's had a bad 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 experience in terms of a competition she struggled at and now she's got better because she she wants it more she you know she's hungry to succeed Mm -hmm. and and me and martin used to struggle because we used to think is she doing it just to impress him Mm -hmm. but we see now it's literally she's got pure graft last week was a great example of that she was doing an overhead squat and her knees touched the floor and she was like oh no i can't get it but she grafted out, came back up, and went. Oh, magic session has finished. Like, and, and, and I was gutted she finished on a, a bad one. But she was like, No, I'll do it again. And she just wanted it, and then she yeah, came yeah. back and just got it straight away. And I don't know if anyone remembers that deadlift she did.
3: Oh, the
1: sixty. Yeah, yeah, when she got her, the heavy yeah, deadlift, sixty kilos. Oh, is that
0: the one that you put on the Yeah, page? yeah, yeah. And like, like yeah. Oh and she's like so screaming
1: like her dad, and she's like, she looked him. Her, her dad was in the corner she over there oh, crying, wow. and he didn't want to go and show her because he didn't want to show that emotion to her of how much it meant to him, but. <laughs> She's like a
0: cold, she's like a cold killer when she Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's
1: just so good at like, she, oh, she I was just so amazed. Mind. She blows everyone's mind. Like oh, I yeah. said to her at 50, like, yeah, we'll hold it there. Mad's like, that's great. It's 10 Depends, kg more. No, no, no. And she was like, no, no, no I've got you, more.
0: You know what I love about her? Because there's like, there's full adults that can't do that.
1: What yeah, 100%. No, do you know what was funny, actually? She went, it's an RPE7, that deck. And I was like, oh, God. Like, that's, that's a PB. And she's like, "She's got, I've got more. Like, even today, oh I was like, oh, Mads, we'll wrap it up there. She went, why, well, it's an RPE8, and we're going for RPE9 today. And I'm like, all right, okay, Mads, we'll put more on.
3: <laughs> it's it. just funny. She is. Like, what was she saying today? She was like, I've got to have self-belief, because if I don't have self-belief, it won't work. I'm
1: yeah, like, and, like, that's something like- we try and teach her. And we... we And Mads knows what her clear goal is. So, like, for anyone listening, it's about having that goal and where you're going. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's like, when can I bench like daddy? And I'm like, bench is not for another four years yet, Mads. Mm -hmm. And, like, we have a clear goal of everything we're going through.
0: Do you you not feel like... You know when you get older and Mm. then you see someone like Mads? You... you, Like, there's two things that come to mind when I think of
1: Mads. (laughs) You wish you started then.
0: Yeah. -hmm. Well... Yeah, no, but anyway, the the first one being if I ever have a kid, I want them to be like mad. I don't care if they're doing weightlifting or anything, (laughs) just that, just that drive because it's mental. Yeah. And the second thing is, she makes you check yourself a little bit. Yeah, she does. That that nine weeks, and I was coming in every Saturday, and like. Mads are just ripped me a new one and I'm like, She's got a good no band she speaks
1: to adults well. <laughs> oh, she when she, she uh when we did Snatch Balance today, she was like, Oh, I've done this before with Georgia. And she like knows because she just loves the training and I think it's a love. And what's what I think it's important to take away from like obviously Gan talks about his kids doing it is I think one you can't force them to do it, yeah. uh, and two they've just got to want to do it and enjoy it. And Martin asks her all the time, "Are you sure you want to come yeah. to the gym?" And the best thing is like Ella, her sister, comes to the gym sometimes because she enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Mainly speaking to the other people, not the training. Where it's a different from Mads, It's the training. She loves it to bits. She's like, and "When am I training? When am I training? What's when am I training?" Do you want yeah, what do we want for Christmas? Oh, I want some lifters like Deck. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. just yeah. mad.
0: Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah,
1: <executed>. I know, and then she loves the lifters. Like if anyone sees her walking around with him, she hugs them. I'm like, Mads, do you want to? Do you want to? Um, do to leave him at the gym?" She's like, "No, I hug him in bed." And like, she just loves them so much. It's like, "Mad's what's your favorite thing for Christmas?" I got lifters. <laughs> Santa brought me Whereas lifters. Whereas any
0: other girl, like, we'd we'll be yeah. like Barbie, like this, and Yeah, an
1: well, she got she got an iPhone for Christmas. And she still loves okay. her lifters more. Like she was like,
3: "What was the first thing you recorded on your phone? Me walking around the house in my lifters." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you got
1: your it's new phone, what did hour. you do? Psych. I took pictures of my lifters. Like it's so funny. Like she just loved it. I, like she rang me on Christmas Day. I was like, "Dex and the me lifters." That's the first thing she said to me. Like it was just so nice. And like Martin shared us the video of her opening them, and she was so ecstatic. So we were so glad that like, we could get her those lifters and help her out. But it's amazing, and she is so so inspirational.
0: So so I've got a. a question for all of you because you three are very different in terms of you you've either competed in powerlifting or you want to compete in weightlifting so if you didn't have that you weren't going to compete like basically my scenario i don't want to compete in powerlifting mm-hmm. deck knows that Yep. um but it's like it's something fun it's a hobby mm. mm-hmm. do you think you would still have that same drive no
1: I don't think she would. I think she has to have that clear goal of where she wants to be. I think she'll go through something similar that I went to where I left training for a full year like Nick did. Um, I got sick of it. I was getting injured. I, got sick I thought, you know, I was doing other things. I enjoyed going out with my friends more. I enjoyed going out for food. My career was taking off. I was still PT. I was PTing and I wasn't training. Like, I, I do I light can't... stuff, which is crazy when you think about it, especially yeah. how much I train now and how much I love training. And I knew there was something missing, but you have to go through that stage to realize how much you miss training. I think for me, like, sometimes when I see other clients doing well, I love it. And I, there's one thing I miss deadlifting so much. Like, I wish I could I, compete straight. Well, when... And I always say it to everyone, it kills me a little bit inside, but I also love watching people do it and helping people do it. But I think, I think Nick, you know, before she says anything, I think she would still train because of a routine. And we talk about motivation sometimes and motivation is obviously, I think it's more routine and discipline is more important than motivation. I think motivation comes from having that goal. We did um, a podcast on it. <laughs> we did do a full podcast on it. And having a goal makes you more focused but also like, you got to ask yourself what sort of person do you want to be, what what mm-hmm. sort of like health do you want to be in. And everyone has that kind of image of themselves. And I think in, for me and Nick who are maybe not competing or a little bit older like G is genuinely could get into yeah. Team GB, Like, there's a difference there in the training and how intense you go. Hers is more for health and fitness and obviously Nick's going to compete and yours is more for health and fitness yeah, where is. G is going to give it 100% and this could be her career, this could be her yeah, life yeah. for the next 10, 20 years. So it's there is a clear line of difference there and there has to be a, a discipline and I think sometimes the sacrifices G has to make will be different than the sacrifices we have mm-hmm. to make so if mm-hmm. so for instance if i miss a training session it's not a big deal if she misses a training session it's a much bigger deal and i think she's starting to understand the sacrifice she has to make whether that be not going out with friends whether that be her time and priority has to be the gym because mm-hmm. she doesn't get to choose when she trains the training is booked in if her friends want to do something she has to say no if well, we want to change something we can change oh, yeah. it
3: that's how it is though if i didn't train for like a goal it wouldn't be the same like i wake up in the morning i'm like i need to get my protein smoothie mm. i need to do this and i need to that have was to- nice that one you made the other day oh it's so good i need to have like a rest for a bit and then i'll have my lunch chicken and rice like i eat for that and i I wake up with, like, my whole life revolves around Gina, as stupid as it sounds. No, no, but, but I think no, that's what worry. you need life to is do. Fraser's the same, and so yeah. is Josh
1: and LJ. Like, the things they do in their everyday life mean a lot to them, and that's why when Josh hits a 165 deadlift mm-hmm. in comp on third time of trying, when G hits a 120, when Fraser hits a 220 and absolutely white lights everything in comp, mm-hmm. and LJ hits a 160, like, it means a lot to him because they've mm-hmm. put a lot more effort into it. And I think the harder you try at a goal... And the better you succeed at it, the more satisfaction you get. And a lot of the time, it's are you are you looking for that self gratification, you know, or are you looking, are you enjoying the process? And I think powerlifting is the best thing in terms of the process for these guys. And for me, I love the process more than the competing. And I said to G, like, we might not be able to do the squat comp because we're working on a technical thing. And she was like, okay, that's fine. So
0: going back to something you said, like. Have you had a situation where you can't go somewhere with your friends because you're training? Hundred like, percent.
3: Like everyone knows, I have one close friend, and I'm happy like that. If I have that one close friend, I don't care about having social life. And all my mates going to town on a daily it, basis.
1: I think this happens a lot as well. Like G's family will be eating or watching a movie at night, and they'll start at eight o'clock. But obviously, G do not finish training till nine, and she every night's like, "Yeah, it's fine." Oh, right. Okay. So like that happens every pretty much most nights, for G. Yeah. She yeah. might have to eat on her own. She might have to watch TV on her own, yeah, not with family.
3: Go home, mum's like, you food's in the microwave. Don't care. If I get to, if I get to work and I get to train and do all of, I'm happy doing mm-hmm. everything else around it.
0: I don't think people like people might listen to that and just think, oh right, cool. But for, for really? someone like at sixteen doing that, mm-hmm. like I I think about me at sixteen, and if I had mm-hmm. to do that. I, I would have been mentally broken by that point if you yeah. have
3: a passion and motivation for it it's all worth it
0: but that, but know. that's what I mean like you're as a 16 year old yeah I have a banter like saying you're a, black, a kid but your goal and mentality is a lot different it's all
1: about priorities and perspective oh yeah fully. so I think like Gan will be really honest and I'm gonna say like my priority isn't training it's not my number one yeah. in life like I have a business to run I have people mm-hmm. that depend on me I have responsibilities and then I have you know I want social life I want to see my family where Gies is a different age she's yeah. her priority is training yeah. and I think
0: the which great, are people her
1: age like, isn't always is is no is that, no life a usually it's social life isn't yeah. it yeah. or social like, status my
3: birthday in a few weeks Hannah messaged me the other day and was like I know you're going to be working on your birthday do you reckon your boss will be alright when we come to say hi half over the day like she doesn't expect me to not work on my birthday and go and see her that's lovely though she's you're good not a good friend like it's mad that she like understands it. She's always asking me questions like, Why do you track your calories and why do you but do this?" But that's it. Then
1: that G becomes the educator in yeah. her friend group. And I think like I knew from my group, like we we were all into fitness but we didn't know how like we were educating each other and pushing each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the great thing with the pandas, like they're pushing each other. Yeah. And I think it's it's the people you surround yourself with. So mm-hmm. like Nick always asks me questions about like managing people in the gym and it makes me think about my management style and why it is successful. And But then obviously like, I help Nick out and then she'll help me out with certain things and she'll be like, right, no, that needs to be done like this, this needs to be done like that. And there'll be certain things that Nick's better at, but we can like talk to each other. And that's the same with training. Like you can yeah. talk to each other, have an 100%. opinion on it. And I think with... Going back to the uh, priorities thing, I think me, Nick, and Gan can go, right, this month, my training might have to be a priority. You know, this month, my business might be a priority. You can switch it. So I know for me personally, I'm trying to put more emphasis on my training at the moment and like my nutrition and stuff and my sleep and my recovery and I can tell that that's had an adverse effect on other areas of my life, whether that be going out with my friends, whether that be, you know, the way I spend my money, like I might not have been able to go shopping because I've bought more training gear or I've yeah. bought more food or, I've, you know, I've changed something. Fraser's made a massive commitment in terms of buying meals prep because he wants his nutrition to be better. That means he's not going to be able to buy a certain pair of trainers. These sacrifices, people underestimate him. And when people say, oh, yeah, um, that's great that they're training like that, they can do that. Well, anyone can do it. you just got to have it as a priority. And when okay. people say, oh, it's nice that they have the time to come and train. The biggest one that bugbears me is when people say, oh, it's nice that Martin can train. It must be nice that. Well, it's because he makes priority. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's one of his number one things. He would rather do that than X, Y, and Z. But he still spends time with his family. He still sees his wife. She still goes to work. Does all these things that people hold back, that hold them back. You know, your mum's a great example of this as well, G. She mm-hmm. makes it a priority. You know, she yes. makes sure she can train. Like she always makes sure that this is what she can do and she has a great saying like when she comes here it's her time I think Nick like is trying to do that at the moment with work it's hard to differentiate that because I find that struggle so I'm trying to help Nick out you know you work in this and I know I I tried doing it for a good couple of months was it last year or year before where I went to other gyms but I just think think, yeah I enjoy it more just training here um, now and I found out like just try and leave my phone upstairs or get my jobs done. But book training it and, and then that's my training time. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. I
2: think for for being you, yeah, I think it is the headphones thing. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's very just minimal. But once you've got the headphones in, you just know it just
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> just screw off. Just <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think like the priorities thing is like that is massive, and I think mm. people need to, If if anyone takes away anything from this, it is I was gonna say because, that, yeah
1: where are your priorities I write them out guys like yeah. r- list them one to five yeah. and I always ask clients like how important is training to you one to five and then I'll be like right well family's obviously above it you know friends are obviously above it social life might be above it so where is it on that priority list and I remember once someone said to me I said what effort have you put into training this program over the last 12 weeks because they weren't happy with the results It's was like oh probably a four out of ten I was like well what was you expecting result-wise out of 4 yeah. out of 10? Are your results 4 out of 10? Yeah, well, there you go. It's the effort you put in. You know, Martin's results are 9 out of 10 because his effort is 9 out of 10 yeah. usually, or 10 out of 10, you know. And I think that shows with geese, Like, her results are 10 out of 10 because her effort's 10 out of 10, yeah. you know. And I think... It's that perspective, like, for you, Gan, obviously your perspective at 25 years of age is you're saving for a house, mm-hmm. you're changing careers, you're moving up the ladder quickly at mm-hmm. work, you're becoming successful at work. You know, your priorities can't be training because you have that time commitment yeah. in the moment that you've dedicated to work. I think it, it was
0: funny because I I did, like, a, an Instagram Q&A, like, I think it was last year, the year before, and someone asked me, they went, why do you not do jiu-jitsu anymore? Mm. And it was partly, I'd gone... I'd obviously got into going back to the gym mm. partly the injuries I had in one year I had about seven or eight I got concussed like three times yeah I'm like yeah but, but and then someone went but will you go back to it and I went yeah I probably will mm. but it's right now I can't like yeah
1: it's the same as me and Fraser like we we love cricket we love to play cricket but we just don't have the time and we've got other things like we both want to develop our own personal businesses want to develop our training at some point like we spoke about playing for the same cricket team together again and like if we if either of us have kids or something like we want to bring them up at the same cricket club like uh, there'll be a point in our life where we return to that and it becomes a priority but right now it's not
0: it's like because like I've always said and like some of the the guys that I used to do jiu-jitsu with would be like, oh, what the hell. But, like, I know when I go back to it eventually, I'm giving it my all. I'm not yeah, just yeah, like exactly. hard you it don't want to that hard
1: part. You don't want to go into something that you're not going to be able to commit to. So you don't want to be able to go, right, I'm going to the gym in the morning for half an hour or 45 minutes, but I'm, I'm going to be thinking about something else or yeah. up something yeah. else that's going to be on my mind. It, it, you're not going to get a good workout. It's a waste of your time, effectively. Yeah. You've got to have that focus, haven't you? Do you not think, like, because
0: I've competed in jiu-jitsu and you've competed in your, like, sports – but, like, for, for people that don't, like, f- for example, if they just want to go into the gym for half an hour do a bit of a run and everything, mm. there is a different mentality. But it's also, I don't think people like that realise the sacrifice you make to try and either yeah. step on the platform 100%. or try and... Like, guy out. <laughs> it
1: took a lot of bottle for Nick to go and do that platform, and go and work out on that yeah, platform, yeah, and then it took a lot of bottle for her to put her goals out there. So like after that competition, she put out, I want these numbers because it opened you up to ridicule. It opens you up to, oh, well, yeah. who are you? Who are you to put out that numbers? Who are you to say you're going to compete? But it takes a lot of courage, and it's same for Georgia coming to training every week. Like it takes a lot of courage, guys. We're gonna wrap it up because we're been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: might have to waffle.
1: <laughs> Um, I want you to give one tip for anyone who's on a fitness journey, wants to start a fitness journey. Um, might be looking at pivoting into a different path on their fitness journey. Give them one tip. Gee, you go first. Find
3: something that you
2: actually enjoy.
1: Good, love that one. Can go on, ladies first. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, just try new things. I don't think once you've found something, That's you a can, good one. when you've got a love so for love
1: it. something, try new things. Because yeah. you're not going to find something that you love until I you think. try new things. Can. Uh, learn to prioritize pretty quickly I'd, I'd say yeah. mine would be understand the sacrifice for the goal you will, want so if you want something write down what the sacrifice is I know when I started this business I wrote down the sacrifices that I'd have to make and that was just because like my psychology said that to do it and it's something that I do now if I want a goal I have to understand the sacrifice so I've started training more at the moment that means I'm going to earn less money because I'm going to work less and it means I'm going to have less time for my family and friends and it means I'm going to enjoy, enjoy food a little bit less because I'm, my, my nutrition is a priority yeah understand the sacrifice it's going to take whether that be Georgia missing out on social events whether that be Gam missing out on potential career opportunities if he wants to train a little bit more or having to give up jujitsu for a little bit so he can focus on his training in the gym. Whether that be nick uh sacrificing whatever it is so that she can you know compete you know obviously like christmas presents you wanted lifters and stuff like that everyone makes their own sacrifices mm-hmm. but also respect people's sacrifices at yeah. the main yeah. i have a massive respect for martin because he sacrifices i have a massive respect for your mum. she's a single mom and she still finds time mm-hmm. for me when your mum finds time for stuff like that and lj finds time oh, i think gosh. no one has excuses i don't have excuses yeah. nick doesn't have excuses it's it puts everyone else on notice yeah exactly like <laughs> those sort of people are so inspirational I
2: love it when I speak to LJ They're like how are you it's just like oh great I've done this that 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 yeah, and yeah. I'm
1: like oh I've just said another day <laughs> no, <laughs> it me that <laughs> it's the same though isn't it like, it's, you know, it's so inspirational we have so many inspirational people here you know and hopefully we'll get them all on the podcast this year oh, well, guys thank you so much for joining us over the next few weeks we're hoping to get Kristen on the podcast uh, we're hoping to get all the pandas on the podcast. We're bringing LJ back because obviously in her last podcast, which about a year ago, mm-hmm. she said she wanted a 140 consistent deadlift and a 150 deadlift.
0: But she didn't beat
1: me on the skipping.
0: just
1: saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're hoping to get Nat back on the it's podcast. Do you know who I'd... Give us one person who you'd love on the podcast, G. Oh,
3: Josh.
1: Josh, that'd be a good I one. I that'd be really oh. funny. No, I think he's oh. would be really Josh good.
0: Josh podcast
1: it would be, be really Because he's a fantastic kid. Go on, go on. Who would you like to see? One person. It could be anyone. It doesn't have to be in the gym?
0: I I always said I've, we've I've put it on our list. Mm. Um, bring in the parents. You've them. always said this. They, I, Andrew, yeah. Andrew would be yeah. absolutely hilarious. Yeah,
1: Andrew would be funny. Thank Go on, imagine. Nick. I'm
2: going to have to group again. That would happen. Who would you like on? Parents. A, parents. That would be a funny one. Your yeah. parents, stop Nick. Oh, you
1: imagine? Yeah. I, I'd like to see Michelle That'd on, on it oh, that would be my favourite person to get on lovely. it just because she's and so Andy. inspirational she wendy, I think yeah so Wendy's a big good one Wendy's a good one because and obviously she, Wendy
3: yesterday to wendy took her pre oh yeah she got that much of the gym she couldn't drive she, couldn't, she,
1: to t- she took too <laughs> much pre-workout <laughs> she
3: couldn't put her foot on the clutch actually drive to the gym
1: and that's where we're ending the podcast guys thank you so much for joining us please share and like us on social media please put it out on your stories and any suggestions are very welcome guys thanks I'm